Welcome to this week's bonus interview on the Prayers of Rest podcast. I'm Kendra Stanton, your co-host, and this week, Asherita is joined by her guest, Susie Hayes, to talk about conflict with unbelievers. Before we listen in on this conversation, I wanted to remind you that you have less than three weeks to claim your free audiobook when you pre-order Asherita's new devotional, Prayers of Rest, Daily Prompts to Slow Down and Hear God's Voice. If you've already pre-ordered and have yet to claim your free audiobook, simply go to prayersofrest.com and follow the pre-order bonus prompts to claim it. And don't forget that as a listener of the podcast, you can get it for 40% off when you order on moodypublishers.com and enter the code prayersofrest40, that's 40 at checkout. Susie is a personal friend of Asherita and was actually one of her high school teachers. But now, instead of being on the teacher side of this conversation, she'll be sharing about the tension that arises between parents and teachers or coaches when they don't have the same beliefs as you do. Keep listening to hear how Susie responded to a conflict with her daughter's coach over their different values and standards for behavior. You'll especially want to listen for the advice that Susie was given by a friend years ago that completely changed the way she approaches conflict with believers and unbelievers alike, giving her the freedom to release those conflicts to God and gain a fresh perspective on whatever situation she faces. Let's jump right in. Well, Susie, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I originally thought of you um, because I thought you could give us a perspective um, of tricky, challenging relationships with parents and teachers, educators, uh, because you were one of my teachers in school. And um, I just, I loved your heart for Jesus. And I loved that you were a safe place for me in my high school. Um, But when I, or, or the Lord crossed our paths years later, and um, it's just been fun for us to, I think, be more peers now than parent yeah. or teacher and student. Um, but when I talked to you last fall originally about coming on and, and sharing for this season, uh, you were actually, in God's providential timing, going through something um, of a tricky relationship with someone in your child's life. Uh, not from the teacher perspective now, but from the parent of the child. I was wondering if you could set that up for us briefly, just so we can then go in and talk about how God revealed more of who he is and and helped walk with you through that situation. Sure, yes, and thank you for having me. It's really such an honor to be here with you. Um, I had one of my kids um, was, was playing a sport, and they were in a situation where a coach said something very inappropriate to them. And really, my my daughter just felt kind of beat down by the coach, by how they spoke to her and um, treated her. Mm-hmm. But at this, so, you know, as a parent, I think we, there's been lots of times where maybe not lots, but there's been times where my kids have been in situations and you have to evaluate, is this one I need to get involved in or is this one they need to walk through on their own? Mm-hmm. And we encourage them to go and, and deal with it, especially the older they get. And this is a high school student. And this one was just so egregious to me that I felt that I needed to step in. And mm-hmm. um, so I did. And I 
prayed about it a lot and talked with my husband about it a lot. And we were on the same page that um, it was time to to say something. So I, um, how did we do this? We, we, um, I called him and I called the coach and I asked if I could talk to him and that there was something, something that I was concerned about. And he got back to me, we talked and it didn't go well. He Mm -hmm. was not real easy to talk to. And he, you know, this is this this is was an example to me of where you're we you have certain values as a parent and as a family, and then the people that your kids are with maybe they have different values and they have different standards, and they are not the same. And you know, there's not much we can't change them and change their standards. Um, but this was one of those situations where I felt it, I felt like I needed to to get involved to at least. Um, speak up to say that this is wrong and I don't appreciate it as a parent and I would ask you not to continue to talk like this mm-hmm. around my daughter. I, I, I can't ask, you know, maybe maybe just would you just uh, just let you know that this was not okay with me and I mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it and I just want you to know that I want to go on record with you so that you know that um, that I think this is wrong and I think there are times and we have to evaluate them to see when they are, but this was one of them for us, and um, and so we did. Yeah, and you know, as you were sharing that, Susie, I wonder if your background in education um, maybe gave you some context to be like, I know what is appropriate, I know what's not appropriate, <laughs> like I, I know there's certain lines that shouldn't be crossed, and mm-hmm. did that help you feel more comfortable in approaching the coach? Oh, no, it was very scary for me. It was mm-hmm. I was very nervous to go to him and talk to him about it. Um, I do not like to deal with conflict very much. I mean, some people are better at it than others, and I would not say that I am good at it or like it, but it was one of those situations where I felt like I, it was just the right thing to do, so mm-hmm. I did it whether or not it was easy, which it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so before you went to talk to um, the coach, tell me, if you would, a bit about how did you process this with the Lord in prayer? Like, what? how were you praying for the conversation? Because I know you personally. I know you're a woman of prayer. Um, and so I would love to hear just kind of what, what were those conversations with God like? Well... Um, just should we talk about this with him? Um, how can we do this in a way that is going to honor you, God? And um, I don't know that the person was a believer, and I don't want to um, leave him with a bad taste in his mouth about God um, in it, but um, just asking God to give us wisdom and clarity of how we talk, the words that we say, um, and for his heart to be softened towards us and towards what we were going to talk to him about. Mm. And for our hearts to be checked, too, because um, I think there's a temptation when you're in situations like that to just, um, I want to not talk about that with other people that are involved. You know, it's just like Mm. I would talk with my husband about it and try really hard not to talk about this outside of our family and even in front of our daughter because you don't want to get her stirred up about this either. And so I think it takes a lot of wisdom to guard your mouth that way. Um, 
And I can't say I always did it right either. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's huge because I was just talking to another friend who's going through um, a, a similar situation and just saying it's so tempting to go and talk to other people about the problem. Oh, yes, <laughs> especially parents on the, yeah. you know, in the, in the community or on the team and you want to get them all, I want, at least I want to get them all stirred up to be on my side or to fight with me, but that's not where I needed to be. So I really tried hard not to do that. Mm. I love too that you had your husband to be able to kind of talk through things and, and have that united front um, and, and just, able to process. I love your first question too. Like, should we even confront this? Is this something that we take to this authority figure in my child's life? Or is this something that we train our child to know how to process because that's part of growing into an adult? Or is this mm-hmm. one of those situations where I keep my mouth shut and I trust God <laughs> to do what God does? Um, and, and I feel there can be a lot of fear just my children are younger than yours, but I feel like in parenting there can be a lot of fear of am I doing the right thing <laughs> and what is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of that, I would say, comes from bringing the situation to God, but then also learning to listen and, and discern God's voice and his spirit's leading. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what did that look like for you? How How did you know, okay, I, I feel like the next right step is after talking with my husband, after praying about this, the next right step is to go and, and talk to the coach. This one was a little bit easier for me to sort that out because I thought that what happened was so bad, it had crossed the line for me. And so that made it a little bit easier. And I wanted my daughter to know that it is not okay for people to talk to her like this. And at some level, you know, she's still under our roof. She's in high school. But, you know, what if she's in college and people talk to her like this? I'm not going to be there to do this for her. I mean, and not that we're going to make, change the way people talk to our to our kids or to us. But when it's so bad, sometimes I think there's just something to show our kids that we're, that this is wrong and we're going to do, we're going to at least act on it. Um, we might not get the results we want, but it's, not right for somebody to talk to you like this. And we're going to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. I think that's huge, too, for your daughter in the situation to know, like, my parents have my back. Like, mm-hmm. they are there for me. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, switching gears a little bit, in, as, you're, <laughs> as you're thinking back on the situation, and we haven't quite gotten to, like, how did it play out once you – um, talk to the coach and, and what next steps you took. But um, what, looking back, what do you feel you've learned about God or in what ways did he reveal characteristics of himself or his goodness in ways that maybe helped move some, some knowledge of theology from your head to your heart as you experienced it play out? Well, I don't know if this exactly answers your question, but one of the best things that a friend ever told me um, in dealing with this kind of situation, this wasn't the first time we've had to deal with something, but this was this was worse than one we've had to deal with before. But years ago, my friend Jamie gave me this advice when I was 
dealing with a similar situation but not as bad to pray for the person. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? They just did me wrong or they did my kid wrong. What what do you want me to do? She's like, I just think you need to pray that God will bless them and pray for them. And I was like, oh, my, that seemed really hard. But I have put that into practice with different conflicts and relationships over the years, and I'm telling you, it is just the best thing. And I, it's not easy at all. And when you're in the thick of a very difficult situation, but now this wasn't my first time now because this was years ago that my friend had, had encouraged me to do this. So it gets easier. And for this time, I, I did pray for him, for him and for the team, just that God would bless them, that God would um, reveal himself to them, that he would act in this situation and bring some resolution. I wanted my daughter to have a good relationship with her coach, and I wanted to work through this situation. So I think to get back to your question, I think one of those things that God revealed to me was that we've got to pray for the people that we're even the ones who hurt us or do us wrong. And Mm. there is so much good that comes out of that in my own heart. Um, Just because sometimes you have to make yourself even say the words to ask God to bless them and pray for them. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I think that God does something in our own hearts to change us through that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that brings to mind a, a situation I had, texted my friend a couple weeks ago, one of my friends, to say, how can I be praying for you? And she said that there was a situation with a coworker that was causing tension at work. Um, so not a child involved in this case, but still, like, some, some tension there where you're like, do I confront this person? Do I address this or not? And um, I, I prayed for her and I texted her. I'm like, you know what? I'm praying that God would give you a different perspective on this, that you would have insight into what this person is experiencing that's causing them to act this way toward you. And um, the following week, we met up at church and I asked her how it's going. And she's like, you won't believe this. But this coworker asked me if we would go to lunch. And over lunch, she shared some things that were going on in her life that just gave me a completely different window into how she was experiencing life and work and these situations that were now, that were, had been producing conflict. She's like, it's not like everything got better, but the way I looked at her changed and, and God changed my heart toward her. And, um, I, I think you're right in praying for those people who harm us or annoy us or <laughs> cause, cause conflict. Um, Sometimes it's not that person that changed. Sometimes God God does a work on our own hearts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with that, that kind of leads me to another question, um, which is when I'm in the midst of something like this, um, it's so easy for me to see why I am in the right and the other person is in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, like, put on my attorney hat and be like, God, this is everything that's going wrong. And would you just like help them see things the way I see them, help them, you know, like do the right thing. Um, and, and if I stay in prayer long enough with an open heart, um, God's spirit more often than not convicts me of, of things that I need to change ways. Um, maybe sins I need to repent of maybe, um, 
it's not sin. Maybe it's just an area of need that I hadn't recognized. Like, oh, I, I don't, I can't control my child's life. I can't bubble wrap them. <laughs> I think they'll <laughs> never experience hurt. Um, and so it, it informs how I express my needs to God. Maybe new things that I wasn't aware of that I'd bring to Him in prayer. And I wonder what has that been like for you? Has this interaction, um, illuminated new needs? That, that you are now bringing before God in a new way? Well, I think it makes me wonder how I can handle myself in ways, because I said earlier I didn't always handle it well. I, I want to handle situations better when um, really just to shut my mouth and not talk, um, you know, about it, especially with other parents or, um, so just kind of learning that lesson of guarding what I say, guarding my mouth and, um, keeping it in check, taking Mm -hmm. my problem. If I have a problem right to that person, um, it's nice to keep that with my husband though, and we have each other to talk things through, but then outside of that, really try to limit it and, um, and just try to go to that person who who wronged, you know, in this situation, that coach, um, and handle it just with them. Mm. And bitterness, I think, too, praying through that, asking God to help me not to have bitterness in my heart, that's really hard. And sometimes I have to pray that over and over and for God to just to surrender even my daughter, let let her go. Like, you know, there are things that she's going to have to go through, hard things unfair things and um not want not you know resist trying to fix them Mm. um but that's really hard because we want to sometimes um so those are some of those things thanks for sharing that um susie it's just encouraging to me to hear you well a few things like just that awareness of um for one that there was growth in your life, that you can look back at a previous conflict and be like, that was not my first reaction <laughs> to pray for them. <laughs> and now it was easier to do that. Like it, it might have been more difficult in the past for me to guard my mouth, be careful not to be gossiping, but I was more careful this time. Um, and, and that's such encouraging markers of the Spirit's work of of maturing you to look more like Jesus over the years. And so from a younger mama, uh, when it doesn't come as naturally, <laughs> it's encouraging to know there's hope that, that God continues <laughs> to work out um, his sanctification in our lives. And I appreciate just your um, just points on, on guarding against bitterness and surrendering our children to the Lord, trusting that if we love them, and we're hurt by this. Like, how much more does God love them and, and will care for them even when once they leave our home and we're not maybe able to have those conversations that we would like to have, um, that we're praying and parenting from a distance? Um, how, like, what a gift that God teaches us those lessons along the way. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so... This might apply to you, and it might not, but was there a moment um, during the situation where you felt God's presence bringing you comfort 
or peace or, or just a sense of rest in the midst <laughs> of it. Because I feel like, especially with relational conflict, it can feel like this uh, low-level anxiety and turmoil and like, uh, is this ever going to get resolved? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was, was there a moment where you sought out God's stillness and experienced him that way? Well, there was this moment. There was probably one week in the fall where I just didn't sleep very well and that this was really on my mind. And I just, part of that was because we couldn't control, you know, you can't, you can't, you can only control you and you can't control other people. I'm always telling my kids that, but I really personally wanted some resolution with this situation and it, the coach would not call me back, wouldn't meet with me, wouldn't talk to me about it face-to-face. I wanted to talk face-to-face. I didn't want to text about it. I didn't want to talk on the phone about it. And, or at least the phone, I mean, would be okay, but he was hard to get. And um, so one day I, I made an effort to see him face-to-face and he didn't really like that. And it was very uncomfortable, but I wanted to just express to him face-to-face that, um, that I, I just needed some resolution with this. I, I, he, we told him the situation and then he said he would get back to us and he really just didn't. And I was like, what? I really need to finish. So anyways, I just wanted to say to him face to face that I just didn't appreciate this, that I thought this was not appropriate and really just that and get that off my chest, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And I, got the opportunity to do that it was very intimidating and a little very scary really but but I did and I felt when I got that conversation done with I had peace and I was done mm-hmm. it, I hadn't slept very good for a week about it I um, I just didn't think it, it was one of those situations that I just felt needed resolved and and it, we weren't going to get what we wanted out of it um, not even really an apology. We we didn't even get that. But I at least got to say to him that this was wrong and I didn't appreciate it. And for me, that was what I, that's the best I could do. And for, But that's all what I needed. And when I did that, I felt peace. I could let it go. And then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, you know, and we could say to our daughter that this is what it is. And, um, you know, we wouldn't act like this. Um and we don't expect you to, and trying to teach her that you need to still be respectful, you need to still be teachable. Um, but, you know, we we could only handle it on our end as much as we could. And in this situation, that's what we could do. And so we did. And once that happened, I felt peace and it was, it was better. Mm. So it was better because you felt like you had handled it. To the best of I your could, ability. Yeah, and you could just, I could do what I could do. And in this situation, mm-hmm. that's what I could do. I can't, you know, control the, them, and they're not going to have my values. But, I mean, I think, you know, and certain things, you know, we sign codes of conduct, athletes do and coaches do, and, you know, we should abide by them. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That was how it went, the situation for us. And I got, once we talked about it and I could communicate with him, I felt better about it. I really Mm -hmm. did. And that was a good thing for me. 
So is that where it ended then, or was there um, something that happened after that? Um, well, it was one of those situations that once we spoke up, it didn't really make the situation better. Um, my daughter struggled through the whole season, and it was difficult. And I think she learned some difficult lessons. And interestingly enough, in all situations don't end like this, the coach actually, I just had to keep surrendering it to the Lord because I really wanted my daughter to have a good situation, a good relationship with her coach. I had a really great relationship with my high school coach, and I wanted that for her, but it wasn't there. And um, I just had to keep praying about that and asking God to help me let that go and for him, you know, to do what he was going to do and trust him when it wasn't going how I hoped. And that's not always easy either. And to continue to pray that God will bless him and and we would be a light to him and to the people that were around. And um, he ended up resigning at the end of the mm-hmm. season, which was really, I had no idea that that would happen. It was mm-hmm. shocking to me. Um, so it, what you described like that surrender, um, it sounds also like it's, it's that process of continually trusting God that, that he's going to be faithful. He's going to see you through to the end, even if you don't know what that end or what that resolution looks like, mm-hmm. that he sees it, he knows it, and he's going to work it out for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that look like for you now like as you um just consider your children are getting older and you know we alluded to this a few times already in our conversation that they're going to move on and move out and have to deal with um conflict with uh not not having the same values as maybe professors or employers in the future what does it look like for you to continue trusting God's faithfulness at work in your children's lives as you're looking toward the future? Well, one thing is remembering how God has worked in the past and to try to write those down or somehow um, have a collection of memories or something that reminds you of that time. And then because when the next one comes, you've got this collection of memories of times where God has been so faithful to you that it makes the next one easier. So that's part of it for me is trying to remember those moments and because the next one will come and it gets a little Mm -hmm. bit easier, just like it was so difficult. The first time I, my friend told me to pray for this person who I was having a hard time with and then it's easier the next time. And then it's a little bit easier the next time when you're, when you do that. And I think that's true for um, surrendering and for trusting God. Not that it's always easy because certain situations are much more difficult, but having a history with God that way and looking, being able to look back and say, you were faithful here, you were faithful here, you did this, thank you. And and not even when they go how you want, but you've still seen God work and get you through and grow you or grow your kid. And another aspect of that for me is to try to instill in my kids and in myself that we can only control ourselves 
we can do the right thing for us and to try to stand strong on that even when the people around us aren't. And when we mess up, to repent and to get back up and to do it again, to pick ourselves up and ask God to help us, um, walk with us, uh, to do the right thing. Because I do think it's going to get harder and harder for our Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. and for us. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, that's the perfect segue. Like we talked about what you prayed for the coach in the situation, what you were praying for yourself in your own heart. Um, how how did you pray for your child in the situation? What what were the things you were praying for her? And if someone's listening to this right now and they're going through some type of conflict with an educator in their child's life, or maybe it's you know. Uh, parents of adult children who are um, trying to walk with their adult children into adulthood and there's conflicts with employers of authoritative figures. Um, How do you find yourself praying for the child in that situation where you can't do the work in their life, (laughs) Um, but but you're trusting God to do that work? What does that sound like? Um, I would, I don't remember exactly what I prayed for her in the moment, but I would think, I would hope I would pray things like that they would um, walk faithful, that they, oh, a prayer that I love is um, there's a scripture in First or Second Samuel that says, if those who honor me, I will honor, and it's the Lord speaking, those who honor me, I will honor. And I pray that for us all the time. I pray that we will honor God and that in that situation, like going to practice or going to the game or going to school, wherever you have a, a difficult situation going on, that we would honor God, that we would honor him with our attitude, that we would honor him with our words, um, that we would walk faithfully, and that we would be a light. Because oftentimes we're in situations, I mean, sometimes these happen, obviously, with Christians. and But when they're not with Christians, we are God's ambassador here, and to try to live that out and walk that in a way that honors him. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like going through this situation, like if it's wrong, you know, we, it's okay to call that out. Then you've got to be prepared to deal with the consequences of that too. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. I think we're, we, I'm not sure what episode number it is, but um, we do have an episode where we pray and also hear a story of, um, God's faithfulness in, in conflict in the church when you're hurt by people in your local church, brothers and sisters, where, um, you know, that should be your safe place, and yet mm-hmm. conflict happens there. But what you described for us is what does that look like, walking that out faithfully and in love and in prayer, where the conflict is with an unbeliever, and, and maybe the conflict is caused by a difference in values. How do you love that person well, and represent Jesus to them um, while also doing the next right thing. And so I so appreciate you sharing that story with us, Susie, sharing God's goodness and faithfulness. Um, And I wonder if you would just pray for our listeners who might be experiencing something similar. Um, Can you pray for them? Yes, thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time with Asherita, and I thank you for the work that you have done in in my own family's life and um, through the situation that we talked about. Um, I pray your blessing on all those involved. Um, 
I pray for the people who are listening who are going through this, Lord, that you would help us, because um, I'm going to have this too, again, to, when we're in these situations, Lord, help us to get rid of bitterness and to be kind and compassionate, forgiving each other just as you forgave us. Help us to bear with each other um, <clears throat> and to be a light, to be a light for you, to remember that we are your ambassadors here and that our words of our mouth and our meditation of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Susie, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I hope Susie's story encouraged you to recognize God's faithfulness in your own life as you pray for people who think differently than you do. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the prayer episode from earlier this week to help you pray for that person in your life. This episode may have triggered all kinds of feelings toward a tricky relationship in your life. If you'd like some extra help in praying through hard emotions like anxiety, anger, guilt, and disappointment, you can download 10 prayers for hard emotions when you go to prayersofrest.com forward slash hard. This episode may have triggered all kinds of feelings toward a tricky relationship in your life. If you'd like some extra help in praying through hard emotions like anxiety, anger, guilt, and disappointment, you can download 10 prayers for hard emotions when you go to prayersofrest.com forward slash hard. The Prayers of Rest podcast is a production of One Thing Alone Ministries, helping you enjoy Jesus through creative spiritual habits. A big shout out to our Patreon prayer partners whose generous financial giving brings you this podcast each week. Also, thanks to Angie Elkins for her editing assistance. And again, I'm Kendra Stanton, helping produce this show. And thank you for joining us here today. Until we meet again, may you find rest in God's loving presence.